Hello, I'm Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking today with Dave Jevons, founder and CEO of CypherTrace, a crypto blockchain forensics company that's just released their most recent state of cryptocurrency anti-money laundering report. So what are the key findings of the research? Well, Nick, I think the, the findings are across a couple of different dimensions. One is the amount of cryptocurrency that is looking for money laundering or has been laundered, and that's up three times from last year in 2017, and here we are only halfway through 2018. We've also looked at the state of anti-money laundering regulations in the world and how that is moving forward and is looking to homogenize and how they look at privacy coins as well as money laundering mixing and suspicious activity reports. And then uh, really the broad space of what's happening in money laundering and defense against it for cryptocurrencies and crypto assets. So Dave, what's enabling crypto money laundering and how does it work? So Nick, crypto money laundering is enabled by a number of different things. The first is the general anonymity of cryptocurrencies and the diverse regulatory environments in which these exchanges work. So you might sign up for an exchange in one country, send money to another, and the know your customer, as we call it KYC, is very different in these countries, as well as a complete lack of really strong anti-money laundering laws uh, and compliance as far as each country is, is affected. The next thing are active money laundering services. We call these mixers or tumblers or foggers. These are services that are available on the internet or on the dark web that allow people to cluster money together and launder it to defeat detection, to try to hide the source of assets. We publish a lot of information about that in this report. And then the third level we see are auxiliary services which are being abused for money laundering purposes. And those could be online gambling sites that operate in cryptocurrency land or cryptocurrency swap services that allow you to move money from one currency to another, let's say from Bitcoin to Ethereum, without any uh, tracking, KYC, or reporting. So let me just ask, which currencies are proving to be the most problematic? I, I would assume it's some of the more anonymous coins that are out there. Well, there's problematic and there's actually most used. So what we've seen most used is, of course, the most popular currency in the world, and we anticipate this to be true for a long period of time, uh, is Bitcoin. Uh, secondarily would be Ethereum and Ethereum-based currencies. And then, to your point, thirdly would be the more privacy-oriented currencies they are a smaller part of the landscape, um, but definitely are problematic. And that would be your Moneros, your Zcash, and your Dash. So uh, focusing again on sort of the, the global nature of this activity, wh where's the highest locale for crypto crime? Well, <laughs> you're asking a question that I think there's no answer to because it's definitely a global problem. What we've seen is that money moves between countries. Money tends to get split up between countries. So we'll see, for example, a large criminal operation that might 
take money into a centralized point and a point being a set of addresses or wallets or what have you in, in, in cryptocurrency and then distribute it into different countries so that they can try to manage their risk and manage the payout across those countries. So for example, one country gets wind of it, shuts the accounts down, looks at repatriation of the money, they've still got a bunch of it in other countries. So to say which country is the most prevalent, I, I think would be hard to say. You know, clearly there's a lot of activity going on in this space. It makes sense that, you know, the, the, certainly the cryptocurrency landscape is the Wild West right now. What technologies are available to track this kind of activity? There's a lot of technologies coming into the market that will help exchanges, that will help cryptocurrency investors and hedge funds, that will help law enforcement, that will help regulators, and also will frankly help banks and money service businesses as they start to look at crypto. So these are analytic capabilities that look at where do these funds come from, attempt to to some extent, de-anonymize it, but look at, you know, what is the source of funds? What country did it come from? What exchange did it come from? And also where it's going to. So being able to look at, for example, are these identifiable money laundering services or dark markets or have, the, have these funds been stolen and then are being attempted to be laundered through legitimate exchanges or other uh, uh, financial service providers in the cryptocurrency economy. Just one final question. I mean, clearly, a lot of these currencies were, were built from the ground up to be unregulatable in, in some ways. So is this, is this kind of a, a losing battle? Is there any way that we can actually regulate cryptocurrencies? Nick, I'll give you my personal opinion, and this is not the opinion of Cypher Tracing Incorporated. Okay. It's just mine as Dave Jevons. Um, I've been involved in cryptocurrency since long before Bitcoin. I've met the DigiCash founders, the e-gold guys before they all went to jail for money laundering. Um, so I've, I've got a deep expertise in the background. My view is that what we want is to get cryptocurrencies and crypto assets legitimate, safe, investable, globally transactable, to create that vision and to fulfill it of a, a, a real different type of economy and model. That said, there are tokens and currencies that are designed for uh, improved privacy, and I have no problem with privacy. I'm all about it. It's great. But they need to have a form of anti-money laundering capabilities behind them and some form of KYC. And if they don't, the only answer for those, barring you know, huge investments in technology, which is possible, um, is to regulate them. This is my opinion. So if you look at your Monero, Zcash, Dash, there are definitely technical exploits against them. It, you can push against them. There's been a lot of research against them. There are ways to profile them for sure. So don't think that those can't necessarily be de-anonymized. In my opinion, though, the right approach for these things is a regulatory approach in countries that will say that if you're going to trade in these privacy-oriented tokens, for example, the visibility key needs to be enabled in Monero, which would allow information to be passed among trusted parties that would 
be able to help eventually locate the source of the funds if it's from a terrorist group, major criminal group, or if it's stolen. Thanks very much, Dave. That was Dave Jevons, founder and CEO of CypherTrace. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.